All right, so we actually have to do this fairly quickly because uh, Jason's air is just turning bad as we speak. It's true. There's no purification going on. Nope. Uh, How long do we have before you just you choke out, probably? I don't know. It's a real Apollo uh, 13 situation in here. I'm going to have to... Um, <laughs> some tube socks. Tape some you know, some, some t- toilet paper tubes to the... <laughs> <laughs> to the window air conditioner here. Oh, get some oxygen in. Yeah. Fair enough. Don't, don't forget to factor in the baby's breathing when you mm, do the sure, calculations. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's how they get you. Freaking babies. <laughs> Always taking up oxygen. High respiration rate. Babies. <laughs> and they cry and it makes it worse. Mm. Yeah, so if I'm silent for stretches, it's just because I'm holding my breath. <laughs> Make the oxygen last long. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your Pacers podcast. <laughs> Today is August 22nd, 2021, and this is episode 540, coming to you from Boise, Idaho. I am your host today, the Enforcer, John Harper, and with me are two of our three analysts, coast to coast like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Springs, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Unbeatable's long time no c uh shout out to tamika catchings this week who's being inducted into the women's basketball hall of fame uh today as we speak um and i'm sure we mentioned it but maybe we didn't uh she's also in the naismith uh basketball hall of fame in springfield massachusetts so So which i drove past on my uh drive back from from boston I have, I have a question. So, do, do the uh, does the women's basketball hall of fame have like a lot higher bar than Naismith? Like they had to like do a little bit of extra checking. They weren't sure whether Tamika catching with her uh, quintuple double was good enough to get into the ba- uh, basketball hall of fame until she went to Naismith Hall of Fame. Is that is that what I'm seeing? Like they they kind of wait because they weren't sure Tamika Catchings was a good enough player. Is that <laughs> is that what we're saying? Shots fired at the Hove. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my guess is that um, the uh, the women's Nash, uh, basketball hall of fame was founded in '99, and maybe they are t- you know still catching up. There's a lot of history, you know. Whereas the men, the the Naismith has been around for the entirety of basketball. I don't know. And maybe uh, they have sounds, smaller class sizes. I don't know. Sounds suspect. Um, okay. Get your shit together, women. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's a uh, an SI article. I, I don't. Maybe this was just when it was opening, but uh, Tamika Catchings was actually she interned at the 
Women's Basketball Hall of Fame in the summer of 98. She hmm. was, like, literally sweeping the floors there. Really? Yeah. So. Man. I feel and like you should induct her for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, can we just be... <laughs> the sweeping Hall of Fame? Um, and from indianapolis indiana he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles john colson what is up pacer nation uh what is up undebeatables just shout out to uh host of the show normal host of the show joey cafrida and his uh, lovely wife uh catherine got to spend some time with them today and they are just great people so uh, rest up, and we'll see you soon. Well, you can't leave us too long without a real radio voice, uh, Joey. Otherwise, we'll get canceled. <clears throat> By forces. Yeah, they can't. Down. They can't stop mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can only hope to contain us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to find us online, you can do so at the undebeatables dot com. Um, on Twitter at the at undebeatables. And Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. And uh, if you're feeling especially generous, go to Patreon.com and uh, give us your money. (laughs) I like your money. (laughs) This week, we are talking about the Pacers' schedule. It is the off-season, but uh, now we know what the 21-22 season will look like, at least in in theory. (laughs) Right. and that's exciting. We've got an 82-game schedule in front of us. Things are projected to be back to normal. Hopefully that does come to pass. Uh, season starts October 20th at Charlotte. I know you guys are big schedule geeks. Jason, what did you see? <laughs> yeah, this was – I got excited. I, uh, I didn't, Did I do this pod last year? I think I missed this pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 no. We waited – we, we we I think we actually I don't think we did the pod without you. I I don't fully we would have done it. Oh, I missed the preview one. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I feel um, like we made we made sure that you got this pod even though you were having a baby. Who knows? That's we'll, right. <laughs> we'll go back and look at the tape. Yeah. <laughs> you were like in the waiting room doing this. Pod. Yeah, Jill's this, having labor right. pains in the background. <laughs> this is this is your favorite pod of the year, buddy. It is. It is. And I'm going to show you guys this. Is the these are the first notes that I've taken oh. on uh, anything Pacers related for for like. Handwritten. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. I'm I'm Colson. I learned from Colson. (laughs) (laughs) Handwritten stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, this is my, this is the, you know, as I say every time, this is the first little nugget that you get of a hint that the NBA season has returned. It was less exciting this time because it feels like the season just ended. Right. Because right, it right. did just end. <laughs> so, Normally it's like two months before they give Normally you there's Yeah, you're you're wandering through the desert of, you know, watching marble racing on TV or something like that. <laughs> like, oh, okay, basketball's back. Great. But still still exciting. So um all right, so I'm gonna do my nerdy walk through what I walk through the schedule and then Colson is gonna give you his prediction for every all eighty two games uh, one by one. <laughs> one by one. So stay tuned, it's gonna be a thrilling pod. <laughs> apologize to any advertisers that we have um, okay so the first thing that i do when i look at the schedules i go through and i count the back-to-backs and this used to be a huge thing but it's less uh important now because this the schedule makers have done uh, a good job of eliminating a lot of these and completely have eliminated four games and five night stretches 
Uh, and the Pacers this year have, by my count, 13 back-to-backs, okay. sort of scattered across the season. Um, and so that's not bad. That's not a horrible number to deal with. I think back in the day it was upwards of, we would get up upwards of 20 or something. Yeah, like yeah. 17 to 20, I feel like, was a pretty uh, And that was always an indicator that uh, the NBA really was, wasn't a big fan of yours, or at least you didn't get a lot of Thursday TNT games. Um, and uh, that is still true for the Pacers. Pacers only get one TNT game this year, one national television game this year. Uh, November 21st against Miami, at Miami there. Um so no so, ESPN, no ESPN games. We do we Slated have, do for, we have NBA TV, four NBA TV games right now. Ooh, four, um, huh? <laughs> yeah, but I think <laughs> they only—that's what they regulate teams that they don't like to, and we only get four of those. That's right. Yeah, okay, but good. I think they only um, schedule the first half of the season on NBA TV, and then they do a lot of flexing in the second half of the based season, on who's so. good and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when we are entering the All Star break at you know forty five and zero, yeah, you know, right. we'll probably be on NBA. TV. We'll get a couple. Yeah. yeah, we'll get two in the second half. We're on the flex That's schedule right. for two. That's right. That's right. Okay. The second thing that I look at is uh, road trips, right? So these are often you know sort of markers of the season. Like we're we're going to go on a big road trip. It's going to be very challenging, um, but also a time to to bond or whatever. You know, the team comes here. <laughs> This I count a road trip as uh, three consecutive games or more on the road. And so we have four of those situations this year. The first uh, is in November, November 5th through the 11th. Go to Portland. That's always a toughie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sacramento. And then Denver, Utah on a back-to-back. Oof. And then the Nail kicker for that, that road trip. <laughs> kicker for the, that road trip is you come home and we host Philadelphia. Oh, good. Who we play very poorly against. So it's always nice to come be. home to uh, Philly. It's always good. Yep. Uh, and then we're home for like I think basically that Philly game, mm-hmm. maybe one more, and mm-hmm. then we go on the road again uh, to play the Knicks, the Pistons, and the Hornets. So that's a much friendlier uh, road trip. These Eastern Conference road trips are are way more fun to look at. <laughs> yeah, I just always like it when Charlotte's involved. Right, right. You're still on and Detroit, but you're still on the road a bunch in that stretch, right? You get one night home and then you're back on the road for another three nights. Yep, three games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that's yeah. I think it was what is that? That's seven, seven of eight games or something like that. Yeah. So there might be a little bit of road fatigue even playing the uh, Detroit's and Charlotte's of the world. That's right. Yeah, seven uh, of eight and eight of ten too. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we have another one of those stretches later in the season. Uh, road trip three. This one is uh, murderers. <laughs> so we do the Clippers, the Lakers, uh, Golden State, who's going to be uh, better. Clay Thompson, in theory, is back. Uh, that Lakers-Golden State is a back-to-back. Uh, and then we go to Phoenix. Just for good measure. <laughs> uh, and then the New Orleans Pelicans. So... That's that's fun, uh-huh. and then uh, the final road trip of the season is the weirdest one I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> bridges the end of February into early March. We go at Orlando, at Orlando, 
Detroit, Washington. With the day off between the Orlando games for some reason, did they like lobby super hard to get a Disney World day in there? Or, like, what's the... <laughs> maybe, maybe the NBA is just worried that like if you play the same team back-to-back nights, like fights Nobody are going to break go. out or something oh, like that? Oh, I see. I don't know. Sure. I mean, there's there's a chance that maybe people won't be interested in watching Indiana at Orlando the second time. I mean, I don't know. Mm. That sounds far-fetched to me. You know, it's funny because I, I thought one of the, the cool things about the schedule that they did during COVID was that there were these home and homes. You know, there were a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't really replicate that. I thought that was something they were going to continue to do. So this is Orlando, Orlando. And then we also have an at Boston, Boston uh, at our house but outside of that there's no you know home and homes or you know playing the same team twice in two days you know in, in a couple of days which i thought added some real spice to to last uh covid season uh well i'm sure you'll be thrilled to uh remember that uh we do have a home away uh with philly in two of the mm-hmm. last three games of the season to uh oh yep. Oh right, You're cement right. our uh, number one seed in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, right. Okay, I do have that marked as well. You're right. <laughs> oh, that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the so home, the other thing that they did during COVID, I guess, was they tried to reduce travel. So mm-hmm. you might have longer road trips or longer home stands. And so this mm-hmm. year, the Pacers actually have three home stands of. Th- more than three consecutive games. I like that. Um, which are kind of interesting. Uh, one bridges the all-star break, so I'd, we don't mm, we'll, we'll not quite count. count that. Okay. Yeah. So there's two, but they're, they, and interestingly, they are sort of linked. So we, from starting November 24th, we play or host the Lakers and then Toronto and then Milwaukee. Then we go uh, at Minnesota for a game. And then we come back and we have a six game homestand mm. um, to start to tr- uh, December. Atlanta, Miami, Washington, New York, Dallas, and Golden State. So that is a stretch where we have nine of ten games at home uh, and is really uh, part of a stretch where we need to make our uh, bread. Yeah, we're going to this we're gonna need to win some of those. <laughs> like, we should go undefeated in the month of December, basically. Like, there's a real It's going to be a December to remember, apparently. Undefeated. Yeah, because, so, okay, if you... If you start at the end of November, we'd play this game at Minnesota. Then we go through this six-game homestand. And then we're at Milwaukee and then home to Detroit. That's a back-to-back. But, you know. It's uh, Detroit. Then at Miami. Then Houston. At Chicago. Charlotte. Uh, sh- uh, sorry. At Chicago. Home to Charlotte. Home to Chicago. At Cleveland. At New York. Like, that is a stretch of wildly winnable games okay the only so, ones that so jump out are the milwaukee and the yeah, miami right milwaukee miami and well and i guess yeah the back-to-back with are we Detroit. counting the knicks because they're a, a no. playoff team well how about atlanta maybe maybe they could be trouble but it's at atlanta's home. in that stretch yeah there's a you know miami twice in that stretch golden state's gonna be tough like uh, but it's at our house we get to play the dallas and and we're definitely winning the, the dallas game at our house for rick carlisle so right um the other thing about that six-game homestand, no back-to-backs in it the entire time. Nice. I think it's we just play every other night. So hopefully the guys can get into a nice rhythm, you know, and and reel off a bunch of wins. All right. I'm excited about December then. Yeah. Is it, is so it, that's is, the good news. Bad news. Oh, no, 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 no. January. <laughs> 
how how about this stretch for your uh, your liking? Host Brooklyn, host Utah, starting January fifth. Then we do your Boston, Boston, you know, home, road home situation. Then we host Phoenix. Then we go on that road trip uh, against the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors, Suns, and Pelicans. Uh, come home, we get to play Charlotte after that. That's okay, nice. good. But then back on the road to OKC and Dallas. So that there is our second seven of eight games on the road stretch of the season. And then come home and host the Clippers. To, to end out. January. To end January, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right? I'm not. Okay, all right. So, so basically <laughs> what you're saying to me is that all the gains we make in December just get taken away in January. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm saying. We got him. You got to pad the pad the record. Pad in, the record. In December. So I mean, if, so if we go, let's say, I mean, so what was that in December? Well, you started before that. You started in November. Yeah, it with starts like late Minnesota, November, and then, then it goes into January. Was that? It looks like 15 games. So if you go, uh, yeah, tw- 12 like and three, but then you're gonna go <laughs> step into another month where you're probably gonna lose. Just um, a murderer's row. All, all of your games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I doubt we'll drop all of them, but you're going to be sub 500. All right, so let's play. say we win the, the Boston game at our house because it's hard to lose two games in a, in a home-home. Um, can we win? Uh, man, Golden State's going to be better. Uh, we, uh, got Charlotte. We, could, we, we got We can win that Charlotte. New Orleans game, maybe. We can win the, the OKC game. Sure. So let's yeah. win those two. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, Charlotte at Pacers. You're right. In okay. Charlotte, yeah. So okay. we have a sh- little. So stretch let's go. In there. Let's go three and ten. Coming off of our twelve and three. Yeah, yeah that would be four and whatever that is. <laughs> four and one, two, three, four, eight, ten. Yeah, four and ten. I think. Okay, see, he's feistier than you want him to be too, especially on no, a back to back. I know. Yeah. I know. And going at Dallas on the second night of a back to back, after we already shellacked them here in Indy. That's going to be rough. <laughs> yep. Oh. And then the the other critical stretch that I saw was the the close of the season, yeah. right? So the playoff positioning stretch here, starting uh, March 28th. Uh, host Atlanta, host Denver, at Boston, host Detroit, uh, host Philly, then at Philly, and at Brooklyn. That is a back-to-back. To close the season <laughs> against, you know, the, best, the, the two best teams in the, the two East best outside of Milwaukee. East. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. if we're battling for the sixth seed going into the, going into April, it's, we got a, a tough so, to climb. So, so yeah. Secure. So Atlanta, Denver, Boston, Detroit's winnable. <laughs> Philly, we, Philly. We hope Brooklyn. so. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's got to stop the bleeding at that point. If we get right. if we get swept by Detroit this season, I do not predict a good a good record for us. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a fair bold. Um. So so Jason, I, I absolutely love the way you break this down, and I and we've been doing this so long um, together now that um, I kind of you know I, I look for the same things. I look for the road trips, the back to backs, um, and look for these tough stretches and these easy stretches, um, and um, I did not. Uh, realize how easy December would be and how difficult January would be. Um, so 
thank you for that. Now I'm just kind of I, I think I'm gonna curl in a ball and cry. Yeah. Um I, I did I did recognize the positioning there at the end, but what I think is useful to point out is uh, tripping out of the gate. And I think this is really important because mm. we've got a new coach, uh, a new system, and it's largely the same team, but I think there's, you know, I'm worried about this team's confidence. We didn't, um, we were terrible last year. We were really bad. We were giving up like 130 points a game and, you know, this team didn't seem to have any grit or fight. And I think they need to see results pretty early um, to start feeling like the new coach um, has put them on the right path. And I'm just really concerned about the start of this season. So so you start at Charlotte, um, which, again, Charlotte's not great, but it's their home opener. Um, it, it might be a tough game to win. You come back, you play, uh, and, then you, and then you play at Washington. Washington's not going to be great, but, uh, you know, it's a winnable game. You come back, you have your home opener against Miami. Ideally, you should win it. Miami's not a pushover, though. And then you've got... Uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, Brooklyn, and Toronto, like in so, a row. Defending champs, recently right. defending champs, next right. champs, right? Next champs, <laughs> yeah, all in a row. And so, and if you don't win that opening game because it's their home opener and their crowds fired up or whatever, like you're potentially looking at like a one in five start, you know, one in six start. And so, I just worry about you know the psyche of the team uh, because I think. You know, soon after that, you have that road trip you were talking about, which isn't our most difficult road trip. The the the, the one in in January clearly is more difficult. But I mean, you could easily see us going one and three on that, uh, you know, Western road swing. You know, still in November. I mean, you know, what's our record before we hit the easy December? That's what concerns me. Yeah, I mean, I think you try to play 500 ball until you can get to that stretch right i mean it's going to be interesting right it's going to sound i think um a lot like uh we're just repeating ourselves or we're replaying episodes from last year because it's a feeling out process it's a new coach right like it's a new coach it's i mean luckily it's the same components right the players at least so far are basically the same so Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a feeling out process. I mean, my, um, uh, solace comes from, you know, the, the status of Rick Carlisle as a game manager that he just does a really good job of, of figuring out how to win games. Like, I don't know that we're going to be playing our best ball. Um, obviously at the beginning of the season, I think it, you know, the, the season is long. It takes a long, long time to, to find your groove and find your identity. And, but I think that, that Carlisle is able in some ways to sort of mitigate that um, learning curve or the steepness of that learning curve by, <clears throat> by managing games and getting wins that maybe you wouldn't otherwise get, you know, under a, you know, replacement level coach. And you definitely wouldn't get under a Bjorkren. Right, right. It's hard to conceive of Carlisle as a new coach, right? I mean, he's just been around the block so many times. I think guys are going to be really excited to have him. I mean, I I would be surprised if we don't come out of the gate playing pretty crisp, good basketball. Uh, I think these guys are – I'm hopeful that these guys are going to be really excited to have a guy of his caliber at the helm. I think that Carlisle is the type of guy who's not afraid to impose – 
his vision of what our identity yep. should be onto the team until mm-hmm. the team can map its own way. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be surprised if we don't come out and, and, and take some teams by surprise early. I think this team's going to be clicking early. Um, and if that doesn't come to pass, then that I think that would be cause for concern because I think that one of the things that we really need is just an injection of, of excitement. And if it doesn't seem like that's there early, um, that's going to be a little scary for me as a fan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, if we yeah. do start yeah, the season like a, a two and six or something like that, are you going to start getting nervous? I mean, you know, it, you always look at the product on the court. I mean, we're playing some good teams out there, right? So, right. you know, we drop a close game to Milwaukee, you know, whatever it is, what it is, as long as we're playing hard. Um, yeah. But, like I said, I, I expect to see not the, the, the team that I saw last year. I expect that change to be pretty much 180, and I expect it to happen out of the gate. Nice. Well, that makes me feel good. Because if that's the case, then then we actually could win some games this season. Because because of that December you mentioned, you know, if we come out and we just have to make up ground to get back to 500 in that December, you know, um, then that January is going to devastate all the ground, you know, the ground we made up. And then, you know, you pay 500 ball till the end of the season, and then your playoff positioning against Philly and Brooklyn, like that, that's all that sounds scary. But if we can come out and show ourselves and have an identity and win some of these these games early on. You know, you can really get ahead in December. You know, you could you could be, you know, fifteen games over five hundred coming out of December. You know, or ten at least. That would be a lot. Yeah, uh, that would be a lot. Let's say let's say eight <laughs> even. I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's like if you're playing it, it, December looks super easy as we just talked about, and if you can really make hay there, like you could you could definitely be over as long as you play well out front. I'm just really concerned about tripping out of the gate. You've made me feel better, Harper. Um, Carlisle usually has his teams prepared, so. Yeah, and so you uh, go through and you you do win loss for every game. So what mm-hmm. you know, you keep asking us how we're going to do. What do you think? <laughs> we're do? Like, well, so I went through game to game, and I'm I'm really concerned about the beginning of the season. Um, you know, and I I, I do have us going. Um, yeah, uh, two and five to open the season. Mm. You have um, us dropping that Aaron Holiday revenge game. Mm. Do you? <laughs> See, oh, for sure he is. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Holiday is gonna bring it and embarrass all of us. Um, and then, um, and then I've got, uh, and then I've got us basically playing 500 ball for the next 20 games. And then we hit that December. Um, I I had it not as as uh, you know. You kind of talked me into a few more wins there, so I'm gonna add those. Um, kind of talked me into a few more losses in January, so it's probably still a wash. Um, and then. You know, you, you come home to the the Lakers after that that uh, long road, uh, not the Lakers, the Clippers after that long road stretch. You got to play, you know, a playoff P, and and uh, the crowd will be fired up, and we'll see what happens. You know, maybe that's maybe that's a pivotal game if we lose that or or whether we we win it, because I think after that is a very winnable stretch. You're talking about, um, you know, Orlando, Chicago, Cleveland, Atlanta, Cleveland, Minnesota. You know, um, it's very juicy. Yeah, so I mean, there's just you can make some hay in that section, and then I think it's and then again I think it's kind of 500 basketball until the end, and I think you know what you end up doing in that last stretch is going to matter. I mean, you know, is Philly and are Philly and Brooklyn resting guys because they've already got their you know stuff wrapped up? Um, yep. Do we need to win three games to get from the 
succeed to the fifth seed. You know, I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that happen in that in that last five game stretch. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that we can at least uh, beat Detroit in that section. <laughs> <laughs> it's always at the top of my to do list. Yes, to beat Detroit. Yeah. That's right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to predict right now that we uh, uh, sweep Detroit. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So how many All wins right. was that? Oh right. Okay. Thank you. So I had to do. So I, have to, so I had to do some uh, adjustments. It's more about how, how the season feels, Harper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's Jason. Not a quantitative. Jason thing. asked it's me a specific of... question, and I gave a vague answer. <laughs> Come on, that's that's what I'm here for. Um, but based on the scribbling I've done after our conversation, I can hear the abacus beads moving. <laughs> can you hear the <laughs> paper move around? <laughs> um, I've got us at 46 wins. All right. I think okay. this is a, a pretty manageable schedule. Um, there, there's a, uh, I have a couple uh, fun facts for you. Um, we have the rest advantage in 14 games this season, which is Whoa, third most in the league. That's a brand new metric to me. Where did you get that one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, from positive residual. Mm, okay. You're welcome. Okay. Um, anyway, so basically there will be teams coming in on a back-to-back Um on the second night of a back-to-back 14 times, um, which is third most in the league. So we have a high advantage in that. And then we okay. are at a disadvantage 11 times, which is uh, only 14th in the NBA. So um, so that's good. Sure. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. It's actually yeah. relatively balanced. So, there's, so there'll be two games where both teams are coming in off a of back-to-back because there's 13 back-to-backs. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. Pretty sure that's how it works. So, um, and also, um, I, the, um, it says that we have the uh, fifth easiest schedule in the NBA um, behind Utah, Denver, Atlanta, and, oh, lucky for them, Brooklyn, because they needed an easy schedule this year. Well, they are playing in the East. Right. Everybody so. looks easy when you've got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden on your team. Right. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just real worried about them just uh, mopping up the, the whole league and we just have to sit and watch the <clears throat> is, it, is it even drama if they just win 65 games and walk to the finals no I mean they'll, they'll, they'll give us something you count on those guys <laughs> but yeah so I feel good about this I mean we, we've you know um, I, I, I think this is that that January stretch Jason is one of the the wickedest things I've seen I'm gonna I'm just gonna read it again for people so uh brooklyn at the pacers utah at the pacers and then we're at boston and then boston at home at at our house and then phoenix you know they're terrible right they're at our house and then we're at the clippers at the lakers at golden state at phoenix at new orleans again you're like oh new orleans isn't you know that good but it's at the end of a five-game road trip and then you uh Get home to Charlotte. Again, they're not that good, but you just got home from a road trip. And then you go back out on the road to Oklahoma City. Not that great. First night of a back-to-back. Then at Dallas. And then come home to the Clippers. That is just about as hard as you can make the NBA. So, Yeah. I mean, it's going to be challenging. The good news is we got a confident group of guys. I know that our, the, you know, the leaders on our team believe that they can beat anybody night in and night out. So. Uh, I think that they're going to be. I, I think there's going to be a really competitive team. Obviously, just like any season, you got to go out and win the ones that you should, right? Right. <laughs> so, right. Got to got to get that low hanging fruit. 
And if we do that, I'll take the over. Oh, what's the over? What's the what's the uh, under you over? You said right it now? at forty six, but oh, that's my so that's my oh you mm-hmm. I've said it already. Oh, good. I guess, the, <laughs> I guess the league hasn't come out with anything yet. All right. No, so the, I trust you. Nobody trusts Vegas. I'm just trying to <laughs> yeah, take my money. They don't money. win all the money all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Jason, how you feeling? Do you think we can we can also go over forty six and challenge for a home home seed, a home home uh, playoff? I mean, I guess I haven't done my homework yet on sort of the the fallout after all the transactions that happened, you know, after free agency and trades at the draft and stuff like that. But, I mean, I think I'm in line with, you know, I like our roster. Like, I think we have a lot of good guys. I think that they play hard. I think Carlisle knows how to win games and find talent and maximize players' abilities. And... Yeah, so there's no reason we shouldn't be competing for that. I mean, my expectation is, you know, a minimum six seed. And yeah. if you're fighting for the six seed, you're probably not that far from a four seed. So, you know, I mean, I, I think that Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee are the elite. They're their own thing. They're their own thing in the East. Those yeah. are the top three seeds. And then there's a mix of, you know, uh, Atlanta, New York, Boston, uh, Boston. I think is even in that group. Probably Toronto. Uh, the new coach. Maybe Toronto. Maybe Toronto. I don't even know what to make of them yet. Right. Sure. Um, uh, who's the other team? I'm forgetting about. Uh, Chicago. I think is Chicago in that group. Chicago made and improvements the, for sure. And the Pacers. I think. Yeah. Um, just and that's a rough draft. And I'm sh- I'm sure I forgot. Some well, Washington, and the Wizards. I think actually is yep. going to be a decent team. Yeah. Um, you so, probably yeah. already mentioned Miami, but you know, flip a coin on those oh, Miami. guys. That was the team that I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <sighs> boy, yeah. So there's a so there that uh, that middle class of uh, of the Eastern Conference is is vast, um, and we're gonna have to right. be scrapping for that. I agree with you that we've got our goal should be at least the six seed. We need to stay out of this playing tournament, um, and we've got a, um, you know. It would be great to secure home court advantage, but at the very least, we got to stay out of this plan tournament. Yeah, yeah, I think a very minimum you got to aim for the six seed. I mean, going into the season, I mean, we drafted a veteran. Like anytime right. you do for that, sure. I think that changes the complexion of what your goal actually is, right? I mean, I, I think when you do that, you're saying to your team, "We need to be home court ad." It's like a sort of right. win now mentality. Obviously, so, you want to stay out of the play-in tournament that's the first thing you have to do um and you know more importantly than any other thing is make sure we have a winning record at home because yeah we dropped yeah we had that streak streak broken last year we did and i know that that, that's why joey's boycotting this episode (laughs) (laughs) that's right he's still so sad about that take that pacers (laughs) but we'll get it back on track this season now, um, you know, I went on a rant, uh, I think the last time we did the show about Could how... Could you be more um, specific? <laughs> about trading Aaron Holiday for uh, Isaiah Jackson, because I thought that was stupid, and I love Aaron Holiday, and uh, I thought he, I think he's a winner. I think he's going to help Washington. Um, as I've thought about things and had time to reflect... Um, you know, it made sense to me that we were going to bring McConnell back at decent money. He led the league in steals. Um, that we clearly still um, you're invested in Brogdon. And if we're going to draft this this veteran, as you said, um, you know, as a, as a point guard, 
then now you have too many point guards. And so it sort of made sense roster-wise to to move on from um, uh, Aaron Holiday. I'm still not happy about it, um, but it makes a little bit more sense to me. I'm not sure, and I'm sure Isaiah Jackson's going to be a wonderful piece to this team. So I want to – I'm not apologizing for anything I said uh, except <laughs> to Isaiah Jackson. Um, I'm still angry at the staff, and I think I, 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 think I said that uh, – uh, yeah. Pritchard's a little bitch. I think I said that There's too. A lot I'm, of that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I don't know how many of those, those made statements. the show, but yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. a recurring theme in the episode. Um, so, um, so I've sort of I've come to some terms with it, um, but I'm 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 going to start rooting uh, for for Washington because I, I love me some Aaron Holiday. I'm gonna come yeah. out and see a game. I, I I'm not gonna say... really root for them. I'm gonna root for Aaron Holiday, but I'll okay. come out and, and watch them, Jason. Maybe that's under Con this year. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Maybe our basement will be done by then. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, uh, I will say I did watch um, a half of one summer league game, and while it's very hard to draw conclusions from that, uh, I thought that Duarte was solid. He's a solid guy. Like he's got good size. He can handle the ball well. He's has NBA moves already uh and i was relatively impressed with isaiah jackson i mean like he made a three he um uh has a lot of activity going on and most importantly he was the guy that was like bringing people together to like huddle up before the tip uh, or like mm. between you got a handshake you know, guy. uh oh, yeah 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 exactly right. so i think he's a good glue glue guy kind of definitely a good teammate right so i I like to see that kind of stuff that's okay see you're gonna talk me into this damn it yeah Yeah. i thought you were gonna tell me about what a glaring hole the departure of dougie mcbuckets left on this (laughs) franchise and how we were never gonna be able to bring ourselves back from the edge but this is good news (laughs) okay uh where did where did is dougie mcbuckets not on the team anymore i think he's going to the spurs isn't he oh that sounds about right a ridiculous amount of money because that dude does have spurs all over him. He does have spurs all over him. Um, and for a lot of money? Yeah, $45 million or something. I forget what it was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was too much yeah. money for his album. Yeah, we don't need to be paying that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fa- I, I, I figured we'd only be able to keep uh, uh, McConnell, so that, that doesn't hurt my feelings I mean, that I, much. I really thought McBuckets was getting re-signed for $6, 7000000 I thought if we wanted to keep him, it was an option for us. But Oh, at 6 7 sure. Yeah, six or seven million. Sure, but, you know, but if somebody wants to pay him ten million or eighteen yeah, or whatever. No, it is. That's 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 bonkers <laughs> to me, and I would much rather have a twenty-four-year-old rookie out of Oregon, um, who's arguably as good a shooter already, <laughs> and a much yeah. better defender. So I didn't get to uh, uh, Jason. I didn't watch any of the um, uh, any of the uh, summer league, but um, the Indy Star reports that. Uh, Duarte um, looks like the uh, blue chip forward uh, that we wanted him to be. Um, he uh, the offense ran through him, and he proved to be efficient and capable of filling multiple roles. And the other pick, Isaiah Jackson, showcased his defensive potential at four. So that's yeah. the notes I have from. So those are both. Those both sound good to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean Duarte. I mean he's just. I mean he's a starter in the league for where we got him. Yeah. I mean the the dig on the kid. He's is, ready. Yeah, yeah, the dig on the kid is only that his upside is not fantastic. Right. There's no upside, right? Because right. he's already right. polished. But, yeah, no, yeah. he's a plug and play guy. Carlisle's going to love deploying this kid. He's yep. got you know 
he's got a very complete game. He's a good teammate by, you know, all reports. So, Carlisle doesn't like projects, but if you know how to play the basketball, he'll he'll let you see some minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, his project is putting together a game plan every night. Right? <laughs> he doesn't want to have to babysit right. a bunch of kids. Right? This is okay. these are professional athletes, and he has expectations, and uh, this kid will fit in just fine. Do you think that's one of the reasons that we've uh, we haven't cut Cassius Stanley exactly, but we withdrew our um, our qualifying offer to him? Wasn't um, it like thirty six hours after we made it or something too? It was like a bizarre. Scenario. Yeah, it was a little bizarre. Um, so uh, he um, he's now no longer a two way player on our team. Um, in fact. Essentially, he was cut from the, the, the summer league, but we didn't send him home. We let him play it out. Um, kind of a, a strange look at this. I mean, you know, the, 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 we kind of cut his contract in the middle of summer league. Um, there is still a chance for us to sign him outright, um, but we no longer have the rights to him. We had the qualifying offer, and we, we rescinded it. So Yeah, I don't think that's happening. The, the game that I watched, he didn't, he, he didn't start. Um, some dude named Sykes started at a uh, point. I don't know who that dude is, but um, and Stanley did not look particularly. He didn't stand out, I guess is the way to say it. I guess uh, in his minutes on the floor, it wasn't like oh that's that guy's an NBA yeah. player, you know. It um, seemed like from the way this thing went down that the conclusion from the front office was we were going to need that roster spot that we're not quite where we wanted for something else. Yeah. Yep. So yep. there's probably another move on the horizon somewhere. So. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons, get that house on the market. <laughs> um, so it says uh, Stanley uh, could be offered a one-year Exhibit 10 contract by the Pacers. That's essentially a training camp deal that would allow him to be waived and then to sign or join a G League team. Uh, but that would be a step down from the two-way deal he had in place. Um, so, yeah, so it doesn't sound like he's going to be on the team anymore. No, no, indeed it doesn't. I, you know, I hope he finds a place in the NBA. Good kid, and he certainly had sure. some moments last year. He could jump out of the gym. <laughs> he could jump out of the gym. He's yeah. fun to watch, dunks. Man. <laughs> he's got some way. To, he's got a way to go to be a starter in this league if that's ever going to come to pass. But he, he's, he's, he's going to be a good addition for somebody out there, hopefully. Well, you know, it's funny. The, the, they interviewed the coaches, and they're like, "Well, he just needs to do is simplify the game. He needs to play defense. He needs to catch and catch and shoot threes. And you're like, okay, well. That sounds like basketball. If he's not doing those things, then maybe he's not. Yeah. It doesn't sound like his skill set necessarily. Yeah. Right, exactly. He's more of a downhill dunker, but whatever. You know, yeah. catch it, you three is what we need from yeah. you. If you could just add that to every player who's underperforming his game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be a real easy to coach. We'd be real good. Uh-huh. If they could also grow four inches. Yeah, that would be excellent. That would help. Yeah. Sure. Aaron Holiday, H-O-F. Yeah, <laughs> he's in my personal hall of fame. Mine too. And also, I f- I assume that the uh, the women's league will get around to offering it to him at some point. Though yeah. they, they're just they're just a little behind on that. They, they it takes them longer to offer the hall of fame. To yeah, well, it's, it's it's a high benchmark. It's a high benchmark. <laughs> well, on that happy note, gentlemen, we'll call it a day. Sounds good to me think we covered it i think you guys Nailed it. did great great job <laughs> gentlemen thank you for all that um you guys can find us 
on the interwebs for the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby Sucklinard turn out to the lights the party is over nice man I was gonna so the uh, the the Kevin Pritchard little bitch is not permanently working. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got it out of my system in the last yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna try and sneak up on you and just like skip the outro completely and just like say t-shirts. Just say t-shirts. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's essentially what you did. I mean, you didn't. I didn't yeah. you, Joey, you, 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 you seemed much more up, prepared dude. than I wanted you to be. <laughs> Yeah. Well, t-shirts is is my dog whistle. I know when it goes off. I'm ready to go. <laughs> t-shirts. <laughs> I'm that easy. Oh yeah, and actually, in fact, you know that's actually pretty funny. Uh, every time Kyle wants me to sing the song, she just says we have t-shirts available, and then I just automatically sing the song. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in, you know, we're not recording. It's just just you just, know, fun fun just for her. One hundred percent Pavlovian response. That's right. Yeah, it's like you went under. You were like a you know in college, the entertainers would come by and they'd hypnotize somebody so that every time you said you know <laughs> banana, they'd they'd start Collecting acting like a, like a monkey or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like banana as the chicken trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I think we just have a name for the show. <laughs> Bananas chicken, chicken Trigger. Chicken. <laughs> All that right, was nice. the Chicken Trigger was the name of my band in high school. Yeah. <laughs>